Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here broadcasting live from downtown Pensacola, and we are two days away from Thanksgiving, so this is the last show before I sign off for the next four days. I'm so excited. So for our last show before I sign off for four days is Next Exit History and mysterypodcast.com. Let's say it goes out there. So I almost said the mystery of next exit history, right? <laughs> it's cheesy, it but it is a mystery. So I've watched, um, I've watched next exit come up since down the street at DeVillers, obviously, because we're in that sort of entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, and then does it discover mystery just the other day? So this is both fascinating world to me and one that I think a lot of people will like to play in and has so many applications possible that my imagination and the creative side of me just like just runs with it. So, um, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves and sort of let's tell everybody kind of what it is and what you all do. Um, I'm Ashley Roberts and I'm the general manager for Next Exit History, the app. Um, there with 321 Innovations, which is our parent company. Um, and I, I handle everything. Yeah. So we're having you're, a you're lot more than, of fun. Do you remember Living Color? <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, I'm the postman, the, the mop man. Yeah. That's what you, your general manager exactly really means. I do is. everything when it has to be done, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but um, also having fun daydreaming about all the diff- different things that could be possible with yeah. what we have going on. So. Yeah. And I'm Jocelyn Evans. I'm during the day, I'm associate dean in the College of Arts, Social Science, and Humanities at the University of West Florida. What's the acronym for that one? Cash. Nice. Because the liberal arts, <laughs> nice. we got lots of it, right? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cash. She's had that question asked before. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, but no, I'm the host of uh, Mystery. Yeah. And uh, so it's historical unsolved crimes and they're site specific. So our first season is here in Pensacola. <clears throat> And we've done um, three whole stories. Uh, the third one's about to release. Um, so that's that's my role. Is I'm I'm the host. I'm the storyteller. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't write the stories. <laughs> you just make them come to life, though. Absolutely. Right. One and, story at a time. And it's imp- the narration is important when telling a story. Like you have to be able to relate. Like I mean, who doesn't relate to Morgan Freeman, right? When he narrates. So so <laughs> no shoes to fill or anything in every but, movie. God. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> And it works. Yep, right? absolutely. So, but both of you on the on a very um, easy to relate level, I think is is interactive storytelling, which has become obviously huge over the last couple of years, especially with the digital world moving in the way that it does. Not only for brands and brand awareness, but just for people to really be part of something as opposed to just owning a product, right? And so, um, to do this and take it like to the umpteenth power by actually having them participate in the interactive storytelling is fascinating to me, right? And I think it's it's the next thing. It's what we're all going to be doing. We won't have jobs anymore. We're just going to all <laughs> be playing parts in everybody's story, right? Which yeah. is really what we're doing in life anyway. So it's so funny to watch everybody mirror what we already do. But yeah. all right. So like, just give the basic layout of how Next Exit got here and how it goes. Yeah. So Next Exit History um, is a location-based app. And it started as a brainchild um, of some graduate students and professors at the University of West Florida. Um, and they were able to work with research and sponsored programs um, to create the app in its original form, <laughs> um, which, you know, what, 12 years ago yeah. <laughs> was, it's taking them out was, long, huh? was pretty crazy. Well, I mean, you know, technology changes so fast. Yeah. 
Um, Were they waiting for the technology to catch up? Well, no, within, um, you know, really within a year or two, they had it, but it's just gone through several kind of ideas and renditions of what it is and what it's supposed to accomplish. And it's always had the heart of storytelling and sharing historical and cultural, you know, sites and stories and places um, with people, both where they are, even if they don't know that that site is there, but also people further away, you know, you can access the sites from elsewhere and search by location or what have you. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at that table when they were coming up. Hey, I got an idea, right? Yeah. And just watch how that unfolds. Absolutely. Um, and of course, being the university, you know, you look at everything they could possibly do all at once. And um, over time, it ended up being licensed. Um, the database and the technology has been licensed out to um, a company called Historical Research Associates, um, who are in that historical world. You know, they do interpretive planning. Um, they work with a lot of mitigation and telling stories that maybe have been forgotten or brushed under the rug and things like that. Um, just really, you know, historically, you know, significant sites. And companies, you know, we just did some stuff with the Union Pacific Railroad. Yeah. Crazy. My grandfather worked for them. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Um, but yeah, so we put some sites up for them and things. Um, and then from there, you know, they really saw that it had a lot of applications outside of just what they were doing mm-hmm. with, with their clients as an add-on service and that it really could be something on its own. Um, and so that's when we created 321 Innovations, um, which is a digital solutions company of which Next Exit History is one of our products. Yeah. So, okay. So, and basically I can be driving down the highway, right? And the next exit comes up and if there's something in there that has been happened or, or miss, well, I guess we'll get to the mystery eventually, but, <laughs> but it's got some, what, if there's significant things that have happened to that spot, it's going to tell me. Yeah. So we've had several projects that have gone into, um, the app itself. We have over 60,000 sites in That's there. Crazy. <laughs> um, most of, of them are here in the US, but we do have actually some that are all throughout the world in different countries. Um, and so with that, yeah, you know, basically you can pull up the app wherever you are, it finds you mm-hmm. and then tells you all of the amazing things that are nearby, um, whether they're just individual sites, maybe they're historical markers, something mm-hmm. on the national, you know, register for historic, you know, landmarks. Um, or perhaps it's something like a museum. You know, for example, here in downtown Pensacola, we have the historic Pensacola Village, mm-hmm. um, and they're part of you know what's in the app, and they have some great tours that are on there. Um, we have some interactive features through that, where there's trivia questions or scavenger hunt questions. You can yes. earn points and badges. Worthless knowledge, I love it. <laughs> um, you know, and so you can partake in that and kind of that gaming feature, yeah. and then you know take it over to the store there, and they have a special prize. So for I just people who are the badge, and I just moved here to to not far from where we are now downtown. And I, so I did it just to see maybe my house had some, weird, but it was close to Belmont stuff. So we mm. got all the jazz yeah. and all that. So it's um try it, do it in your house. See what happens. Yeah. You never know. Right? You never know what's in your backyard. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I've had people who have, you know, I've been in places and I'm like, yeah, pull it up, see what's in there. And they're like, Oh no, I've lived here for, you know, 30 years, 50 years. I grew up here, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're always surprised at what's right around the corner from yeah. their house. Pensacola is like the best kept historical secret ever, right? Yeah. Because there's there's been so much that's going on here. And I guess when you start getting into the thick of this stuff, really, there's a lot more history in all of the places, you know. You know, there really is. And, you know, it goes beyond, you know, the museums, which obviously we work with. We love to work with regional museums and smaller museums to really help them promote their story. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, just staff wise, it's hard for them to get their, the word out that yeah. they're there and what they offer and what they have. Um, but even beyond that, you know, we have some groups that have come through 
and, you know, heritage groups and cultural groups who have put in tours um, in Chicago. We actually have um, Chicago Underfoot. And though that's a collection of different historical sites that mm-hmm. have no interpretation. There's no sign to tell you that this used to be Joe's Barber Shop where so-and-so got their haircut and was a central place that these groups met and things like that. And so it's even just that, you know, taking the museum out of the museum culture that you would have never known because you're just walking down the street. Um, But we're able to really take some of those places that mean something to, you know, groups, Mm -hmm. to neighborhoods, to families, um, and to cultures and say, this is where this was. Okay. Yeah. It's somebody's house now, Yeah, but this is where the civil rights movement started for this area, you know, and just stand outside and not see anything and just know that hidden behind that facade our rooms yeah. where these kinds of meetings and things took place. So how neat would it be to eventually one day, which I'm sure you, you guys have already thought of this and, and are headed in that direction, but it's one of those, when you go looking for vacation or tour spots or whatever, you always get the basic stuff, the restaurants near me, the mm-hmm. all of that little information. But I can almost see it now where you're walking places and then all of a sudden it pops up, oh, this happened on this day. And then it's your technology there with you, the, yeah. the visual of it or the, you get the or even just, voice in the um, in your ear. you know the opportunity to have tours you know yeah you know in a lot of places they're known for certain types of tours you know you talk about different places that have certain types of ghost tours or you know what have you or maybe they're known for a specific type of history but yeah. every place has so many levels to their history mm-hmm. and a lot of them obviously will latch on to one um, for different reasons but there's always something else and so the opportunity to promote mm-hmm. all of those different layers and all of those different levels in the same place. And so sure you can go and you can take the colonial tour of an area, but then you can also go back and take that same, you know, place and put it in a different historical perspective yeah. um, with different stories, different images, you know, because places are fluid, you know, as yeah, much as there's sure. brick and mortar, they're fluid. Well, and I, I would assume, especially here in the States, being that we're all settled by immigrants, right? <laughs> yeah. So not one of, other than the Native Americans, none of us were Native. Yeah. So, and I'm sure even their stories are, yeah. are pretty cool. Um, so all of, they go do all the legwork and you're like, hey, I got an idea, right? Well, <laughs> Jay Clune, we have to mention Jay. <laughs> yes. Jay is actually the, the creator of Mystery and he's the writer. And so what he will do is he'll look through, I mean, police records and he'll just scour for the most fascinating unsolved murder mysteries in an area. And then he works with the host and he learns kind of the way in which they, um, they talk. I mean, Mm -hmm. he, he literally thinks about my speech patterns. Sure. And he then writes a story and, and I, I work with a co-host in the first season. It was Hadley Higginson, um, with Innovation Institute, the first story, mm-hmm. Hank Killam, which is JFK conspiracy theory. Awesome. And, um, this, the second one, which is dangers of dating. I've worked with Olivia Bittner and she's a graduate student at the university. So the whole process has involved students and faculty, um, at the university sure. to do all the work. Um, there's so much work that goes into a podcast. Oh, I, believe I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so I get I get to do the fun part, which is just show up and tell the awesome, crazy story yeah. and and leave people hanging with what what happened? we really don't know who did this. Um, it's like the never ending game of Clue. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you're right, you're like right, you're there. right there, ah. and you have leads, but 
you don't know. And so um, the first whole season of story. So I should say there's Hank Killam and JFK conspiracy theory. There's Dangers of Dating, which is about uh, a series of murders um, targeting couples who had gone out parking in mm. remote locations <laughs> in Pensacola. You should Google it. It's worth a Google. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then the third, we are doing the Whitmire Ghoul, which is the stuff of legend around here. It's really? A, yeah. I've yet to hear this. Really? I guess I'll have to Google it. You will. Yeah. yeah I don't want to give your story away. It's of a, course. It's a series of incidences of necrophilia. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah. And I get to talk about necrophilia. <laughs> who's your co-star <laughs> co with this one? Uh, with this one, it's Olivia Bittner. Okay. And so, yeah, we have a lot of fun, but all three are in Pensacola and we're really harnessing the technology, you know, pushing the limits of what we can do with storytelling because of emerging technologies. Mm -hmm. uh, all of them are in Pensacola. And so we really try to make local public history come alive by making it site specific. So dangers of dating, we treated as our Halloween special. And uh, we pretended to go back in time and to actually be there mm -hmm. and watching this story unfold. So every story we experiment with what what mode of storytelling is best suited to tell this story. Right. And we also then explore what kind of technology can really bring the materials we have to life for people. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it has a lot of thought into it. And I can I, I guess people can't wrap their heads around all those little finite details, like you're having a different co-star. So how do you two interact, right? When, right. When you're telling the story or how do you, how do you, I guess, replay it? Is it, is it acting? Is it like theater on the streets or is it, do we just listen to a recording kind of thing? Like those, I, to me, those are hard decisions to make. They are hard. They depend on the people yeah. that you're working with, you know, and we're committed to using students, partnering with students and helping them develop skills for this century and, yeah. and for the job market that's now. And so um, they have to be strong written communicators and oral communicators and critical thinkers and good on their feet. And so... Um, show up on time. Show up on time. That's <laughs> show right. Up to begin with. That's right. But there's a certain <clears throat> wonderful mentorship relationship that develops when you are working with a student that closely mm -hmm. and helping them grow as actor but mm -hmm. also just as just as an interpersonal communicator. Sure. You spend time with them, you get to know them, and then you write the story towards their strengths. Yeah. Um, and then you iron it out, and then you do some impromptu because, uh, you know, that's when the funny stuff really, that's the magic. Yeah. So When it just comes to you. Yeah. So did you all, did, was it set out, to, was it designed that way from the beginning, or did that piece sort of fall into place as you started to figure out how to do this? Well, uh, Next Exit started with, faculty student collaboration. Yeah. So, and it's the same faculty. So, okay. <laughs> right. So I think this is, this is part of um, our ethos as teachers. Is, I love that word. That's a good, I haven't heard that like used that? in years. That's a good word. That's going on the list. <laughs> That's going on the list. Um, so, you know, we're really committed. I mean, so there's that aspect, but it's also, you know, somewhat free labor. I mean, you know, well, it's we're, that, I guess it's with the I'm university. Asking. Right. Because um, we're, so we're power partners with the university. We, so we have interns here. But my first thing was like, oh my gosh, I need people. I need help, right? And then same thing happened. Sort of a natural mentorship and then really engaged student body who really wanted to learn just beyond the tasks that they were being taught. And right. I thought, so to, 
it's almost you get into sort of that triple bottom line kind of stuff and the sustainable companies and mm-hmm. forward thinking. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, sometimes they're on graduate assistantships mm-hmm. and they're helping you do the research for the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're in internships. So we have a social media coordinator who is doing an internship and she's really bringing to bear what she learned from Com Arts um, and applying it for this real thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to market it and then make it mm, circulate and yeah. generate uh, listens, audience, you know? And um, and then we have someone who's in English and he's doing all of the sound production. Yeah. Um, and And he ultimately wants to go into that. And so he's able to... We we give him creative license. We let him find the music. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So if you're not a student, how do you get in on this? Oh, that's a good question. Or can you? We've actually been thinking about that. We've thought about just putting an open call for people to create music that they think would fit with our vibe. Yeah. Or, you know, crowdsourcing images. It's site specific. So sure. go take some cool images. Um, and, and, you know, use filters or whatever yeah. you're editing to try to make it look like it would have in the 1920s. Right. Or even, uh, I can imagine being here in Pensacola that somebody from some family from somewhere has mm-hmm. some piece of that history in their basement or their attic. Well, we don't have basements here, but in your attic or, or storage unit or. We tell people at the end of every episode, if you know anything, if, if there's somebody still living that you want us to talk to, just drop us a line. Drop us an email. Yeah. Yeah. So have you done... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I will say that one of my favorite parts of putting together all of the sites and the tours within the app that correspond with all the stories is going through the mounds of images um, that we have available yeah. you know, through archives and things like that from old newspapers to just the images of the people that you're talking about. We collect a lot of stuff, don't we? I mean, and it's just, you know, there's there's one picture we had posted and you just look at those people and you're like, what did they know? Yeah. What yeah. Did they, what did they not know? Yeah. I See, I think that's the part that's hard for me is like not having the answer. It's like, if you take me to the climax yeah. and then it's like, you don't deliver. And I'm like, dang it. I know. <laughs> I know. Hard. It is. It is, but um, going from not have, not having any knowledge at all that we had somebody who was local who was very closely connected mm-hmm. to Jack Ruby, Lee Harvey Oswald, mentioned numerous times in JFK mm-hmm. conspiracy theories. Um, and on this street, I mean, it was on Palafox. <laughs> you know, he, he somehow got thrown through a plate glass window. Well, somehow. Somehow. Magically. And the report is that he himself threw himself through. That's a tactic that is used quite often. All back, the time. The you know, I walk by and I say, this, this seems like a good idea. Yeah. You know, and so from going, going from living here, being born and raised here, not knowing anything about the story to then being connected to this major historic event. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that gives me the, the tingles, right? You know, yeah. I, I'm thoroughly convinced that Pensacola has this unheard of collection of things just like that. Whether it is some awesome tie to some huge historic event, or it's some sports people that you never knew came from Pensacola, or it is the guy who invented Wi-Fi who lives down the street who I didn't even meet till two weeks ago, and he's just a normal guy. And somebody's like, "Yeah, he invented Wi-Fi," and I'm like, "And he lives here in Pensacola." Like that happens every day. 
around here. And mm-hmm. so we have this quiet collection of like the world's most awesome things. Yeah, we do. We do. And I don't know if I've mentioned, but I think that, um, did I mention yet that next season is going to be Louisiana? Yes. Well, we, we talked about it, but I don't think it was on air. Also a place with a lot of stories yeah. and some amazing stuff. So <laughs> is it going to be the whole state or are you picking like um, Lake Charles and New Orleans? You know, and... Jay's scouring through the stories. He wants to make sure that the stories we have are really, really the great ones. What a fun research team that would be, right? Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. So have you always done podcasts? No, why? I'm just curious. No, this is my first one. You're mine too. I, I didn't even really like <laughs> listen to podcasts. Yeah. And and now everybody's like, oh, you need to listen to this. You need to listen to this. Okay. Do you find yourself listening to them now? Uh, I'm trying. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I have to like make myself. And not intentionally, <laughs> but because I've been busy or just haven't had time right, or right. wasn't used to consuming that way. Right. So I just didn't. And now I kind of don't because I don't want it. I don't want to take influence from and then end up mimicking. So I'm that's just going to play dumb and just do what I do and it'll become its own thing. I haven't up. told anybody that, but that's absolutely true. Yeah. I'm scared it'll influence me. It'll get in my head. Yeah. Yeah. People are telling me all the time some of the big ones to listen to that, yeah. you know, the whole world's checking out. I just, I just listen to food podcasts from Alton Brown. <laughs> He's a really good guy to listen to, though. He's probably one of my favorites. Him and Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Yeah. At least then you don't see the food because, you know, it was just made me hungry. <laughs> right? True. Yeah. Listening about food, maybe. Is I it- like that Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. is very much a storyteller. So and Alton w- Brown is very much a science guy. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Right. He'll tell you why the eggs make the, the thing <laughs> thick, right? Yeah. So um, Anthony Bourdain, not to get totally off subject, but to get totally off subject, he went to college for journalism and mm-hmm. then started cooking to pay the bills. And then was like, let me tell you, the culinary world is a great place to tell stories from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Provided nice. you don't have small children. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, but so let's bring all of this back into because we were talking about some of the other uses that next exit technology can be used for, um, which was whether it moves into a, a training environment or just a better way to relate to current surroundings, right? Yeah, you know, we talked about how you know, especially right now, we are such a digital age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and everybody's using it. And you know, at one point a couple of years ago, everybody was like, oh well, you know, there's older demographics that just aren't using it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell yeah, you, true. I know a lot of people in those demographics that are pretty excited about their new phones mm-hmm. lately and all the things that they realize that they can do. And so, you know, I think it's really something that's expanding across the board. And when you think about the groups that are traveling, and especially now in this experiential age, you know, it's not just traveling. It's not just sitting on the beach. People are talking about it and mm-hmm. they want to experience things that other people haven't or that they didn't know about. Oh, look at what I found. Oh, look at this hidden Mm -hmm. gem. And that's exactly what all of this is. You know, because even if you walk through a museum, you don't get the whole story. There's tons of things in the collection. You don't know what went into making that exhibit. You don't know why they're trying to tell that story sometimes other than they told it. Um, But to have the opportunity to have an additional piece that you can use on site, um, but they can also be used at home later to yeah. remember where you went, to read more about it, or even to plan a trip beforehand. You know, well, what is there to see in this place? Yeah. I don't know. You know, so we have our database, you know, 
we're the only app that uses a common database. So everybody's data is in the same database. It's all in the same app. Um, it's not just this museum's app or that city's app. It has everything in it. Um, and, and that's so you, done intentionally to yeah. keep control of the data, yeah? Well, even beyond that, you know, how many times are you going to go into a museum and you're going to download their app and then you're going to revisit their app? Mm-hmm. And how many times are you then going to look at that app and realize that right next door is another museum with amazing things in it? Mm-hmm. Or that just down the road, 20 minutes is a related site. Right. It doesn't tell you those things, you know, but through this, we're able to really leverage everybody's, you know, resources to say, you know, there's not just this museum in this place or just this fort or just this battleground or just this cultural site. There are all of these things. And even closer by, if you wanted to extend your stay, mm-hmm. you could really delve into it by also visiting these other sites, these other locations, these other museums. Um, and really make sure that you really can grasp the stories that you're looking for and the things that interest you, whether it's historical markers or, like I said, museums or, you know, especially here in the coastal area, if you're looking for ships, you know, you're yeah, right. Native American history, you're looking for maritime history, archaeology, you name it, you know, um, there's a huge amount of information available. And so this way you're able to see it and just kind of pick and choose what really speaks to you. Not only that, but it's like, hey, by the way, we are all separated by one degree and one degree only. And if you don't believe me, here it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and so we've had a lot of groups, you know, really say, oh, I mean, even as institutions, they didn't know that related institutions yeah. were down the road <clears throat> until they got into the app and started looking at things. I, I had the same experience here in Pensacola. There was so much until I did leap and we actually got out and did all of these things that were connected. I had no idea what was here. But now, now, like I said, it's the best kept secret. You've grown up here your whole yes. life and there's, I bet there's still places and things that you're finding out now that you had no idea. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And, you know, you you kind of were asking with your eyebrows, why? Why here? <laughs> you know? And, and I think we're really, really old settlement. Mm-hmm. And we've got beautiful beaches. Yeah. So we attract people. And it's somewhat a kept secret. So, you know, the the property prices sure. are, are better. So I think we just, we benefit from all of those three things coming together. Uh, to have great people and great stories. Yeah. And I think to, you know, the military. Yeah. So close. There's so many people from so many different places and different walks of life who know different things, do different things, who come in and out of here and their family comes to visit. Yeah. You know, and things and they come in and out and they stay sometimes too. And, but they're all very protective too, right? They're like, I'm going to tell this group of friends, but not that group of friends. Right? Yeah. We're not going to have everybody down here at once. Um, it's funny, you know, so I, I grew up in Houston mm-hmm. and we grew up vacationing in Perdido Key. And so when I was looking for a school, um, one of the people who owned a condo where we would vacation, their son went to UWF. And so that's well, what's this place? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I found it at that time because, you know, it was not marketed at all in Texas because we have like a gazillion schools there. Um, you know, but then coming here and then recently I've moved to New Mexico and going there, you know, there were there was some concern that we would be the outsiders sure. because we weren't from there. And to get there and everybody has a connection to the Gulf Coast. Everybody knows somebody who lived here, has lived here, does live Heard here. About here. They visit here. Yeah. Everybody does. And so it really does. It has some kind of crazy magnetic pool, I think. That it's, it's a mystery. 
Maybe it's one we can tell. (laughs) (laughs) So where, okay, so after Louisiana, like where, is it just kind of where he feels like going or? Yeah. Where we as a team. people to submit stories or ideas? Sure. Yeah. We're open right now. Yeah. I mean, seriously. For me to try and go would be cool. Yeah. Right? I'd have to go to Bermuda. Oh, darn. And get in the triangle. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, Where else would be good? Stonehenge? Ooh, that's international. Mm -hmm. I like it. (laughs) The pyramids, right? Uh, I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time. And we do have sites. We do have sites that are international. um, And it's kind of funny that, you know, we've had some people that we know and that have, you know, worked with us on some other things and, you know, they forget and then they get over there and they're like, oh, there's sites all over the place over here. Um, You know, so it's really, it's, it's interesting and that you're able to even tie that together as you travel, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not just here. So. It's cool too. I mean, how many people, when you go into a museum, do you actually get the headphones and the, the walk around thing, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time I used to not, um, but like I said, my dad's a big history buff and so you're going to get the headphones and then he's going to tell you how it really happened. <laughs> um, because we all know history is written by the winners and so there's been a lot that's changed as, as we grow. Mm-hmm. Are you, I'm assuming everybody, when they're doing their research, is finding all kinds of contradictory things at some point. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's different, you know, histories that you'll find and oral histories that you find. And, you know, you just have to do your due diligence to really make sure that you're representing an accurate picture of the story. And, you know, there's historians, obviously, that work on the content that go into the app. But then, you know, sites will have their own content, but it is something that we work on it's like with field them trip, isn't it? <laughs> and make sure, yeah. Um, you know, we make sure that they're, you know, looking at what is being told because, you know, some people do go just into the app and they may not walk into your building. Um, you know, we're experiencing that right now. One of our partners is the Upper Swan Valley Historical Society in Montana and they're seasonal. They're closed mm-hmm. right now. But what we've done is we've been able to tell their stories and we have an iPad sitting at the local library, which does get visited. Um, quite a bit there because it is historic as well. And so we're still able to tell their stories, but we've been able to help them craft a story, you know, that uses their, the facts that they know mm-hmm. and the the content that they have, whether it's images or actual items, you know, in, in their collections and things um, to make sure that we're really representing, you know, everybody who has been there and the different sides of those stories and, you know, really trying to depict what has happened in that space over time. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is academically vetted, um, you know, by historians, making sure that we aren't just going on Wikipedia and saying, oh, this is like great content to put in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, so when, when we're writing stories, uh, we think about who we could lean on as experts. Right. Um, and one of the fabulous things about being associated with the university and historic trust and innovation Institute and uh, all these partners is we have access to sociologists, mm-hmm. psychologists, archaeologists, um, archaeologists, historians, all of the ologists. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we actually have them come in and we ask them, so necrophilia, what's up with that? Um, and, and they're able to, you know, tell us a little bit more about <laughs> why, why <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's something that you don't you don't get usually out of stories. Yeah, you know. Right. And so I, I think that it's really important to consider the academic element. Um, it's at the at the foundation of both of these 
endeavors. Yeah. We don't want to lose that because that brings something. It's, it's value added. Sure. Really. Sure. Well, and it's the possibility of, right. And we all want to mm-hmm. know what the possibility is. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, we are kind of, we, I could really go all day, but we're getting to our time here. But for those that are interested, please let's give them information where they can contact our websites and all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, so next exit history can be found at nextexithistory.com. Um, <laughs> uh, we're also on social media. Um, we have, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we are on LinkedIn as well, more in like the professional kind of side of what we do, helping people to get their stories told. There's like 30 more like social sites to be on. I know. I'm only one person. (laughs) Um, But we are also working on some Pinterest boards as well for some of our um, partners that we have working, that we're working with and some of their tours and some of the really kind of fun content. So keep an eye on that. Coming soon. And we're mystery spelled like history. So M-I-S-T-O-R-Y. And we're at mysterypodcast.com. Um, you can get us on whatever podcast thingy mabob you prefer, right? iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM. Uh, and we also are on Facebook. And so look for Mystery Podcast. And we're the thumbprint with the M, the cool icon. Yeah, type in Mystery. There was a lot. There is a lot. But you were number two. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. You'll be number one. Okay, Caitlin, you hear that? Social media coordinator, (laughs) number one. <laughs> All right, you guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. Thank you both for coming in today. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.